Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good, clean, fun. Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. This is AutoLine Daily for February 16th, and now the news. General Motors announced its financial results for the last year, and the numbers are pretty impressive, but they also show there are still big problems in the company. More on that later in the show. The folks at J.D. Power just released their latest vehicle dependability study. It surveys drivers of vehicles that are three years old, and overall the news was very good for Toyota. The Japanese automaker took home top honors. Its Lexus brand was ranked number one in the study. The Detroit 3 continued to accelerate their quality improvements at a faster rate than the competition. And for all the details, hit the link in today's show notes on our website, Autoline.tv. A couple of days ago, President Obama released his latest budget proposal for the next fiscal year, which starts in October. Amongst other things, it proposes raising the tax credit for electric vehicles. This rebate currently stands at $7,500, but the president wants to boost it to $10,000. You know, if something's not working, we'd better do more of it. I hope you can hear the sarcasm in my voice. You know, according to Nissan, the average EV buyer earns $140,000 a year. We just could not pass up this next story. This car is just too cool. Autoblog reports an extremely rare 1913 Hispano Suiza is going up for auction at the Amelia Island Concours next month. This type Alfonso 13, as it was called, was built to honor the King of Spain, who was a real gearhead. Only four of them were made. The car's body looks like it was pulled out of a Cinderella storybook. Underneath the exquisite coachwork, it's powered by a 3.6-liter four-cylinder engine, good for 64 horsepower and a top speed of 80 miles an hour. That's pretty stunning for a pre-war vehicle, a pre-World War I vehicle. This Hispano Suiza is expected to fetch between $750,000 and a million bucks at auction. And I sure wish the president would give me a rebate to buy something like that. You know, while we're on the topic of vintage cars, Cadillac is celebrating an important innovation. Today, the electric starter turns 100. It debuted a century ago on a 1912 Cadillac Touring Edition. We all take it for granted, but at the time, this was a huge innovation. It wasn't just a convenience for drivers, it was a safety feature. It eliminated the need for a hand crank and the risk of a broken wrist or arm if the engine backfired. Coming up next, we'll take a look at those GM numbers. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. GM reported its earnings for last year and the numbers are pretty impressive. 
The company sold just over 9 million vehicles worldwide. That's 641,000 more vehicles than it sold the year before, representing a 7.6 gain. That increase in sales boosted revenue to more than $150 billion, which is $14.6 billion more than a year ago, an increase of almost 11%. And the company's net profits hit almost $7.6 billion, a 62% increase. So how is it that if sales are up 7.6% and revenue's up 11% that profits can jump 62%? Well, that's how the magic happens in the automotive business. Once you get over your break-even point, everything starts dropping to the bottom line. It may cost a bundle of money to hit that point, but once you cross over, it's all gravy. GM generated almost $7.5 billion in positive cash flow and ended the year with over $31 billion in cash and securities. That's a pretty healthy war chest and shows how wonderfully well the company has emerged from bankruptcy. Yet, there are some troubling items in this financial report. GM lost almost $750 million in Europe, and while that's a huge improvement on the $1.9 billion it lost the year before, it's nowhere near the break-even that the company promised its shareholders. It also saw its operations in South America go upside down. In 2010, GM posted an $800 million profit, but that flipped into a $122 million loss, despite the fact that car sales were up. Could this be the impact of all those Chinese cars flooding into South America? And the same sort of thing happened in Asia, which mostly involves China. Sales were up by nearly 300,000 vehicles, and yet profits dropped 22% to $1.8 billion. It's not supposed to happen that way. How ironic that GM's North American operations are overwhelmingly generating the company's profits, the very same operations that only emerged from bankruptcy two years earlier. But shareholders and Wall Street analysts are going to be poring over GM's weaknesses overseas. There's no excuse to have profits declining in the face of increasing sales. And the people in charge of those operations are going to be coming under enormous pressure. But enough of the earnings. Let's get back to the fun stuff. Let's talk cars. Did you know there's a small American company building an exotic sports car? And by exotic, I mean we're talking only four and a half pounds per horsepower. This is the Falcon F7 from Falcon Motorsports, which is located in Holly, Michigan. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo tonight for AutoLine After Hours, when our guest will be Jeff Lemke, the designer of the car. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.